The year is super tiny. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is my marvelous year. Variant cover. Welcome to My Marvelous Year, the podcast and reading club where we go through the history of Marvel Comics from its origins to today. Today is a variant episode. This is a 2002 variant. We are going to be talking about the recently released Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. This is going to be an MCU-filled episode. It is going to be a spoiler-filled discussion as we get into this movie that has been out for a couple weeks now. I I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. I'm joined today by a good friend and a very special guest. We have the absolute coolest Charlotte in the multiverse, <laughs> so we had to exile her to the one place no one would find her, France. How's it going, Charlotte? Hi. Yeah, it's this is an in, inescapable hell um, that you've shot me in. <laughs> um, I like can't wait for some random superhero to, to get in France and... like find like i can trick them into escaping this like she will I, commit I can't genocide do this anymore please <laughs> yeah it's the I only option it's the only option and our guest there you just heard him he is a mo dick mental organism designed <laughs> for irrational comics killing it's zach dean now zach now you know what i always say mm. mo dick mo problems <laughs> right God, i hate this <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> what, a, what an energy to to come into this episode with let's yeah, do I, it I, I do we're talking quantum mania okay oh boy oh boy dave has now, dave has riled up zach and <laughs> yeah. charlotte have been stealing themselves for about a week and a half now ever oh, since it's, it's i saw three weeks <laughs> okay okay ever since i saw quantum mania uh we had very different reactions to this movie it seems uh, one of us hates it with a passion. I I don't know. I don't describe a lot of things as like things that I hate. You know, I don't think I throw that around a lot. Um, this movie was so infuriating to me in so many ways. So I'm going to talk about that. But Charlotte and Zach are the wary defenders because from what I've gathered... <laughs> and I'll let you speak for yourselves. Both of you thought this was a nice little MCU movie. So let's start there. Let's can I, start can with I just pod. give the context to last night, me sitting on the couch with uh-huh. my wife going, I don't want to record tomorrow because there's nothing more boring than just saying, I, I don't know, it's okay, which is how I feel. <laughs> and I know you have really strong opinions. I don't have strong opinions, so that's that's. I'm gonna try to you know be engaged in this conversation, but like, I mean, I can pretend this is the best movie of all time if you want. Like, okay, well, <laughs> but I just like I won't believe it. But it's if not it a movie that content. I feel strongly that I'm like <laughs> gotta defend Quantum Mania, but I'm also just like not you know I'm not down on it. I had an okay time with it. Uh, I do want it, Dave, just to start out. Uh, someone in the Slack, I asked for some prompts, and they're all Quantum Mania related. Dustin in the Slack told me, "Tell Dave it's very close." 
to my and my wife's favorite MCU movie so that I can hear his audible reaction. <laughs> okay. You can't sure. hear the sound of someone deflating, I suppose. <laughs> you can't hear the grimace. And I, I literally had my coffee up to my lip, Zach, and I had to set it back down because I knew if I took a drink, it was going to fly my microphone. I genuinely don't know if I think your level of hatred for this movie or thinking that it's close to like the best MCU movie. I don't know which one I think is crazier. I think, actually, I would say that Dustin's adoration yeah, I think for the Dustin's st- take is crazy. Yeah, I, I think that's, so. That's probably a hotter... That's a, that's that's a hotter, a hotter take, yes. less common take. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because let, let's, let's give the context here, right, is... This movie is critically panned, right? This movie, this movie is critically panned quite heavily. I mean, it has a fifty percent Rotten Tomatoes or whatever the number wound up at. Yeah, it's pretty low. Um, you know, it's the lowest yeah. scoring MCU movie this side of Eternals. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, for the record, was like a sixty-five-ish. You know, so it's it's significantly ahead of Quantumania. Now, what I thought was going to happen, like I did not walk in with a negative expectation. You know, like honestly, the critical drumming reminded me so much of Eternals. And because I left Eternals, and like you can listen to our MMY conversation about that, all three of us were like, "Yeah, that was overly harsh." <laughs> this movie, the movie was decent, not great, but decent. There were some interesting things that happened there. I fully expected the similar reaction to this Kang-infused Quantumania. Um, you know, because I, I honestly too, like I thought, okay, the critics are hammering it. That probably means it leans too heavily on Kang and a build to Secret Wars and the multiverse. Like, like the big picture MCU stuff, which is actually that when I say I hated this movie, I did not hate any part of that. Let me be clear. I really like Jonathan Majors Kang. Um, I am generally here for the build to using Kang and a multiversal stealing of Jonathan Hickman's uh, Secret Wars 2015 as like the framework for the MCU is going next. That stuff I'm into. Okay. Um, I just I already knew that. And I expected Major's performance to be good because he's awesome in everything I've seen of him. And it wasn't surprising. And it wasn't, it was still an Ant-Man movie. Like it, like it still needed to also be an Ant-Man movie. And that is where it completely missed for me. At every non, if you take the Jonathans out of the equation, if you remove Jonathan Majors and Jonathan Hickman from the narrative and the performances, this movie has nothing redeemable absolutely nothing enjoyable i went back and i watched the first like half hour of ant-man and the wasp with my two-year-old not yet two-year-old he was up early i was like what do you want to watch he was like ant-man and the wasp let's give it a shot he's talking very well these days and uh hey are you both there <laughs> yeah no wait, I'm, yeah, listening. I'm just I'm, I'm leaning back i'm just letting it ride that, that's what i thought but then i was like am i just talking to myself at this point um yeah. no no um, keep, keep up the so the first 30 minutes of ant-man on the wasp and thank you for the space i appreciate it, both of you ant-man on the wasp the first 30 minutes it's really fun it's a it's a very charming entertaining at times authentically funny movie there's a lot of heart there's a lot of familial connection and character interaction that, at a minimum, made me smile. And watching Quantumania, they did not do any of that. It's all gone. It's all completely removed from this film. That's what gave the, fran- the Ant-Man franchise its wee little legs in the first place. Okay? It had 
charm and, and character interaction that mattered. And unless you regularly rewatch Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, and if that's the case, like, like, like seek help. <laughs> find, find someone. Yeah. Um, that's too much. But unless you rewatch it constantly, there's no, it doesn't build anything of its own. It puts all the onus on your familiarity and your understanding of these characters' interactions on your previous familiarity with the prior two movies. Which, yes, you can have some of that. Of course, it's the third in a trilogy. But there should be some emotional tethers built in this movie. There's a little bit with Scott and Cassie. Yeah, right? I was going to say that's, for that that's a little the main bit. thing for me. I was going to yes. say, like, you're downplaying that because there is, like, <laughs> some relationship building between the two of them, which I never bought uh, in the first two, as uh, people know. I notoriously hate the child... Uh, who plays Cassie in the first two Ant-Mans. I uh, do not like that performance. Now, it's a, is it it's the same of... girl in the second one? Isn't it a different... No, no it's the same no. girl in the first uh, two. No, it's, it is the same girl in the first two, but it's a different actress in Endgame. Yeah, that one she, scene. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I, okay. I just... Okay, so comparing it to the first two Ant-Mans, this is my favorite of the three, uh, but I'm particularly... Whoa! I'm not... Oh, that's crazy. I don't really like those other two. I kind of think... It's kind of one of these things where people are like, oh, finally, a small-scale superhero movie. And then that, like, overrides the actual quality of the movie. Cause I, I don't know. That That's not that exciting to me. Um, yeah, I, I think Peyton I get, Reed, I get that. Peyton Reed's also, I don't think, a very good director of actors. Um, I think these movies strip the charm from Paul Rudd the most I've ever seen, especially those first two. I didn't get it quite so much here, but I think, like... He gives some of the most, like, least charismatic performances I've ever seen Paul Rudd give, who's a stunningly charismatic man. Um, See, I think that's, rewatching Ant-Man and the Wasp, that was the thing that stood out to me the most, was the beginning, is, like, he is so charming, and he's so fun as this goofy dad under house arrest. Like, it, it's that very stuff is easy fun. to buy. I like that stuff, yeah. And he's just, he's just silly and having, it's like, it lets Paul Rudd kind of do the stuff that I think movie viewers have gravitated towards him as a character. I just right? think there's, there's in, a, in a big gap between him in uh, the first two Ant-Mans and like Endgame or even the little bit he's in Civil War. Like Civil War and Endgame, I feel like he gets to shine. Those first two, I feel like they, they kind of put his light under a bushel. As the a as bit. the odd man out under different direction. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't hold that much stock. I've seen a lot of the like, you know, oh, everyone loves how small scale the first two Ant-Mans are. The third one Good says, pun. forget that. Like, you know, so that didn't really matter that much to me, but I, I guess I can kind of get that. This is this is definitely less of the third Ant-Man movie and more of the 31st chapter of the MCU or whatever, yeah. right? Like, that that yeah. definitely is true of this movie. Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just thought there was plenty to enjoy here. Like, I walked out well, having so a good let's, time. Like, bef- before we throw it to Charlotte then, yeah. let's, let me ask, like, why is this your favorite of the three? Well, I guess just, like, I, I've seen the other two twice. I've watched both of them two times. Uh, and I just think, like, they're kind of boring, <laughs> I guess, by the end of this, especially on the second view. Well, no, no, no. But describe, but describe what... Well, I don't <laughs> know. I haven't just seen... continuing to trash the first two, like, what is the what does Quantumania do that is good? <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> That's I really what I'm like... Asking. I like the world building of the quantum realm. Like, I think the... Um, all the character design, the world design of this was fun. It kind of felt like, you know, not quite up to like a Star Wars tack, but like I like all the weirdo little creatures inhabiting mm-hmm. this world. The uh, the visuals were good. The like fun, funny, like it had jokes. I don't know. I keep seeing like this movie's the unfunniest MCU, but like I, 
I'm not going to say it made me laugh so hard, but, like, I was charmed throughout. I liked the little guy who I wants think it holes. Is... I think the ooze thing was funny. I liked the, uh... <laughs> I, I did not like the dick joke. The, like, don't be a dick thing. That fell so flat. That was one of the most, like... Just kind you know of what, embarrassing uh, little... You know what actually worked there for me was Corey Stoll's defeated delivery, specifically of, I'm such a dick. <laughs> that delivery worked. Yeah, I love... But the, but the sequence was M-Doc. awful. I, I, that whole thing worked for me. Like, uh, Corey Stoll coming back as MODOK. And, and I've seen a little bit of, like... Oh, the MCU just making Modoc another joke. They can't help but make everything a joke. And I'm like, what, in yeah, what world that's... is Modoc not a joke? <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's like the like the worst argument. <laughs> yeah, Modoc Mo- as a criticism meant of this to movie, be kind of a goof. Uh, you know what? You know what? The one thing that didn't make Modoc a joke, <laughs> which cracks me up, ironically, yeah. is Marvel's Avengers video game. They they mm-hmm. took Modoc yeah. so serious. Yeah. <laughs> so super serious and uh and that's it's goofy it's it doesn't work uh okay zach i want to get back to a few things you said uh namely the uh, so i just want to fa- say i agree with that sentiment this is the least funny marvel movie that tries to be funny that wants to be funny um i mean they the all kind of just do absolutely though, right bond. like at this point no no i kind of no, no, think no. at this point like every mcu movie is an action comedy Right, like they they all have the same tone. Oh, they all try to be funny. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, even like Black, well, then, then Black Widow has this, this a lot of jokes. Just... You know, like everyone. I mean, Wakanda Forever, famously a comedy, right? Famously, <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> really, I mean, there's gags. really seeking humor. There's lots, I mean, there's lots of gags in that too, right? You can have a joke in a less, in a yeah, less for sure. Yeah. Anyway, I want to hear what Charlotte thinks about this because I genuinely yes, don't please. know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so earlier Dave was like enumerating everything he doesn't like about the movie and i don't really disagree with any of it but i i still think the movie's fine like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's i i do think like it is the worst of the three ant-man movies like those two have i know they have charm and they feel i don't know i i just was watching the 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 scene in the first ant-man movie when like the fight between him and yellow jacket in the like little toy in the toys in in cassie's room like mm-hmm. with thomas the tank engine and all that stuff like that stuff's fun yeah like, it's that fun really action yeah. scenes that are nowhere to be found here because yeah. like the 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 quantum realm is like a nothing dimension of weird goop like yeah we don't have it's not weird to see it smaller because we don't have anything. It's not like it's a, a thing we're used to seeing big and now it's right, small. Right, right, right. We're used to seeing small and now it's big. It's just like it's weird either way. Um, so like, yeah. it's less fun to see them grow or or, or shrink down, um, which is what is Ant Man is all about. Um, so no, I, yeah, I think on. just on on an action level, it's the the action scenes are less interesting overall. Um, and, and they're more focused on being like big blockbuster armies clashing at each other spectacle, uh, but it doesn't look good because it's I don't know the the I mean on a design level I think the Quantum Realm has some really interesting design stuff like like using like tardigrades and stuff like that but making them huge or using like single cells and making them into huge monsters like those are fun ideas that I don't think I've seen in other like fantasy stuff uh, so it is there are some fun ideas and I love that like the the freedom fighters of the quantum realm all feel like they're from different like planets like yeah. there's there's a weird goopy guy there's a giant guy with a big light on his head there's like yeah, Dave do you know who that big... is? is is that a that the guy looked familiar the one with like the 
cannon and he would he looked cool. vomit like, he looked energy. Really cool. Yeah, he was fun. It felt like he was supposed to be referencing something that, yeah, yeah, that's that maybe should have mattered. Uh, maybe technically it's based on something, but I mean, no, not anything in, meaningful. In a I mean, it had a, guy it had a very Remember? Arnim Zola by way of um, Sauron's eye. You know, so Remember, some, I mean, some early, tropes. early My Marvelous Year, calling out the Fantastic Four Broccoli Men, right? Because what is that from? It's from like the first year well, of Fantastic Four. Jean Grey, Dark Phoenix Saga, she famously destroys yeah, the it, planet of Broccoli Men. Is it? Is it, that, it was, that's the most. It was, that's the no, it was earlier than that. There was something in like the early 60s where it was like there was invaders. Some Silver Age FF stuff? Yeah, where really? some, some aliens like pulled off their human masks to reveal that they were like Broccoli Stock Men. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, that, that kind of rings a bell, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, sure, you say I mean, so, man. <laughs> just exhausted. <laughs> I'm look it up. But then, like, none of the... None of the... Like, going back to, to my rants. Yeah, please. It's not a rant, just a thing. Um, like, the... I don't know. None of them have... Are interesting. None of the characters that are introduced in this, in this movie that, like... None of the people from the Quantum Realm are interesting. And, like... Yeah, give Charlotte a, a tall, tall, muscular barbarian lady any day. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Like it's fun, but like <laughs> none of them have personalities. Tall what waste was that of William name? Jackson Harper, by the way. Like, wh- how yeah, is that the MC? Yeah, I, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, really disappointing. Um, yeah, I don't know. This it. I enjoyed it on the same level that I would enjoy like seeing Spy Kids with friends and and beers. Like. <laughs> it wasn't a good movie, but it was kind of fun. It it wasn't bad enough that I had a good a bad time, I guess. Um, yeah, Modoc okay. didn't look weird enough. Okay, Modoc so that's should, the should that's weirder. the difference between Charlotte and I is it was bad, but bad in a fun way, and kind of you can appreciate just the camp and silliness of it. Whereas I, I don't was even think it was bad, bad, in, a bad in a fun way. way. I thought it was me very like just mediocre. I guess like it wasn't aggressively I mean, it's, it's bad MCU on any level. I don't think right. They're all like roughly yeah. a competent movie i think like they don't make an incompetent that's what film. i'm arguing here though is that this is not i just i don't see like I the, think it is. the daylight between this and like love and or uh yeah love and thunder or shang chi or black widow like i just don't see the difference between them like they're all roughly bad in the same average to me which is to say yeah it was okay i had a good time like they didn't, make four of these a year generally... i just like i can't walk in with the expectations that these are all gonna i would love it like to be clear I don't want to say, like, I wish Marvel just kept making movies that were B-minuses to me. Like, I would love it if they were shooting a much better batting average here. But, like, they do make four of these a year and three seasons of TV a year. I kind of just By have choice. the expectation that, like, it's just going to be no one, no one has put these quotas on them. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I know. Like, I guess I just have my expectations are sufficiently lowered that I don't expect much more from them except to be that's like, so that's so sad that's so disappointing is it what, I don't what a sad, ex- I guess I don't, sad way to go to these <laughs> to think like oh well they're gonna stink anyway so let's, well, let's don't walk in and stink. just watch that's it being like okay if, if I but i'm saying you're walking in saying it's going to be average i don't think it let's stinks. go enjoy this average movie that's so that's so disappointing well, i mean i think that's, that's just that's mo- mostly annoying that the though, biggest though. studio in the world is making only mediocre movies yeah but like the the problem is in the singular movies i guess it's just the the overall system in which they work but like they are competent products but they're just that like products they're not great cinema um and yeah it can be fun i i mean i really liked love and thunder uh, but yeah, I don't know. Quantumania is. I just fine. y'all are lowering the bar of expectations. I guess so it's just low. That, like I watched like <laughs> twenty movies last month, 
you know, and I just like Quantum Mania does not need to be this best movie I saw that month. It's fine for like I'm accepting of the MCU as a franchise that puts out like what I think is competent, fun next chapter of the MCU that does, you know, like I get some thrills and I get some fun characters bouncing off each other and uh, and a couple like comic references and I'm like okay with it because you know like I like I said I would I would like it if these were all shooting at a higher level but I also like I'm kind of happy to get four of these a year and like for them to all be working you know <laughs> kind of an, an average seven out of ten uh level which is how I feel this I mean this one's firmly in the middle of the pack of the MCU it's like on the lower end of my like good ranking but, i mean if you've got it at a seven out of ten then then we are then just i maybe, think maybe our conversation is completely yeah. completely shaded differently because i've got it at you know three probably yeah 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 like I, I mean i i wonder also i mean are you just tired of these right like no see I'm, i think that's there's been, there's a lot of assumption that like oh well this is just your typical tired of the so i don't know there's kind of two parts to being tired of the mcu right now um one part is I still want these to be really good. I still think they can be really good. I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home was phase four. I love that movie. Yeah. yeah I yeah. had a great time with Spider-Man. I've got it in my top 10 of all the TV and all the movies they've done. Okay. I really liked WandaVision a lot more than most, frankly. Loki was good, right? There's been stuff in this post-Endgame era. But then the second part of that is the MCU is degrading. Like, we are in year four since Avengers Endgame and No Way Home, or rather um, Endgame and then, yeah, No Way Home. Capstoned, you know, the most impressive interconnected movie series in my lifetime, you know, probably any of our, our lifetimes. Now, one of those years, the first was like the pandemic, right? Rendering time meaningless, um, speaking of Kang. But either way, the championship hangover is like, we're years years into it at this point, you know? Like, you, you, they bought so much goodwill with Endgame being as good as it was and deserve it. And I think that kind of cast a shadow over some of the phase four hiccups you know where it was like okay black widow okay shang chi um which actually i, I like shang chi yeah, i like both those movies um, but it's just <laughs> but i'm saying the further movies. the further we get into like the new normal being competent average movies yeah. you can all like how many in a row can you have of those before you admit the mcu is degrading well, I you mean, know, you I, can, think from, I, I think from I think the same is kind of true to for the like first three phases, like we had like I, I um kept uh, Thor two, like Thor one, Captain America. No, Captain America was good. Phase Iron one, Man two, like those. No, were no, all fa in phase one has that. Yes. Yeah, but but Even after phase that, two does like Avengers two, uh, Thor two, Iron Man three for some people, uh, and Ant Man. Don't take for that, take that back. <laughs> Iron Man three is. I no, think I, it's. I I agree that Iron Man three is a good movie, but like for a lot of people, it is on the same level as Quantumania is probably for that's, some people. That's now. absurd. Like, that's, that's, that's absurd. absurd. Dave and I are hand in hand on this. Okay, he, I mean here's <laughs> here's a little of my my like feeling about this is like, I I get what you're saying, Dave. Like I do think they are going. They should be looking closely at what they're doing because when you look at the critical feedback, when you look at the box office, like the fact that this is receiving such a poor reception, because again, I kind of feel, I think I felt like I said this back with Captain Marvel, <laughs> but like if this movie had come out during phase one or phase two, I don't think it would be getting the same negative reaction. I genuinely don't. I think people would be sure. like, no, this is good. It's a fun one, right? Like, because it would feel a little fresher, but I think they should be looking at like what they're doing because the fact that this has like a 45 on Metacritic, I'm, I'm a little baffled by that because I'm like, I, I don't think it's that bad. Like I really don't. 
Um, but you're right. I think, that they I think don't a 40, want, They shouldn't want to be putting out, you know, a, a competent C, <laughs> C plus or whatever, like how people are viewing it or a D, whatever, like the public perception is. Because like my my kind of thought about it is like John Wayne putting out six westerns a year, going to the you know, going to see all of them and being like, man, each of these is just okay, and then being mad that like. He's just putting out so so western. It's like, well, yeah, you kind of get what you expect, right? Like, that's what this is. This is right. Like, it is just part of the machine. Like, you want to go see an MCU movie, you know what you're going to get, and that's kind of just like but I'm an saying. Okay it's sad to me yeah. that's that I want to see six westerns and support a racist, and they're all bad. <laughs> and now yeah. I'm doing that for no good reason. You know, like it's it's not worth it. I just, yeah, I think it, it, you both are putting it well and it's interesting to hear these perspectives um i just think we need to face the reality here that the mcu is still trying to rebuild from avengers endgame and like this movie was critical it, this is the phase five kickoff and more than anything that has happened since endgame it is setting the stage for what's to come you mm-hmm. know this was ant-man shot at the big time yeah. right it's not just the little guy anymore this was we're not just making our charming small-scale ant-man movie we're doing like you said zach chapter 31 of the mcu saga and it fails horribly in my view obviously you both don't agree but like it is abysmal ant-man couldn't carry that weight guess what there's a reason scott lang isn't the center of events in marvel comics because it doesn't flip and work um i just it it it's just so flat on its face and i just think like listen you can get away with a handful of these you know and they have but you go eternals love and thunder this in a short time frame and all the disney plus stuff on top of that you know which is i mean i think at best like varying degrees of middling you know and i th- I think it's a problem they're starting to recognize right yeah, like kevin yeah. feige had a quote not that long ago where he was like yeah we're gonna scale it back like and it's like oh my good like yeah. that was the, the most encouraging thing i've heard about the mcu since I mean, I don't know, since they cast Jonathan Majors, like I don't even know what. But it was like scarcity was this was this enterprise's greatest weapon, I think. And Disney Plus killed that. Um well, and at first it was really like, exciting. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cuz with two frec- like when you're getting like a movie every 3 months and a, a TV show between each movie, like not only are you getting flooded with the same thing over and over, so it gets way tiring, but then it also feels way longer between like the Stepstone Stepstone movies because it was like, in Phase One, Two, Three. Like 2012, you have Avengers One. Three years later, you have Avengers Two, and three years later, you have Avengers Three. And now it's been like what four four years since the last Avengers movie since we've seen like a center, a focus on the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's old bu- old building, but it's been years since that building has reached anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of, like, the in- individual like, franchises, yeah, like, No Way Home was the the end for the initial Spider-Man stuff, but, like, as for the whole of the MCU, there hasn't been a new general stepstone since Endgame, I don't think. And I don't think Ant-Man was that. Like, sure, we get some Kang stuff. We get more information Kang, but we don't get that much more than by the end of Loki. Like, Well, okay, the- let's talk about that. Let's talk about that specifically. Because yeah. that's one of my grievances as well. We did not learn anything Yeah, that Loki did not already tell us or at least give us the, the ammunition to... Um, to sort of interpret and theorize about. They do not, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe does not seem to be comfortable or content relying on their Disney Plus series to 
have been watched, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <it's> <laughs> which is really frustrating because yeah. they did the same thing in Multiverse of Madness with WandaVision. And it's frustrating for those of us who have put in the time because now that information is getting exposition sequences that do the exact same thing in the movies. Oh, well, you know? I mean, you got to do that, right? That's that you can't just say like people have watched the show. We'll just rely on that. Like you could you can't. OK, yes, I hear that. I hear that. But you could then also be additive. Yeah, no, I, and, I agree with that. I just like they have to try to catch people up in the movie a little bit. Right. Like to some degree. A I, little bit. Yes. But like I just I was really depressed that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> really depressed. No, I was. I'm more mad. I'm more mad than depressed. Frankly, with Quantum <laughs> like this is not <laughs> going to actually make me sad. But like you know, like that Kang sequence. It's like it's just restating everything. He who remains told Loki at the end of that sixth episode. Yeah, sure. You know, I don't think we learned anything new at all. Did you, so do you, with the you exception really of the no, specific Kangs, you got no enjoyment out of that end sequence with Scott Lane being like, "Everything's fine. I beat the bad guy." Oh wait, did I kill everyone? That was good. Like I loved that end. I think that's a yeah, that was a I great like, and but bold I don't think end it's earned by the rest of the movie. Like, I kind of think so it is. Like, maybe bull take. I don't think Kang is a good character in this movie. I, Jonathan Majors, incredible mm. actor. Like, he's doing his absolute best. I don't think Kang is an interesting character. Or he, I don't think he's written as an interesting character. Like, he... the it, it, That character is only, like, carried forth by the portrait... The, by the acting of both Jonathan Majors and, I think, Michelle Pfeiffer, who's also doing his her damn best uh, in this movie. Um, but, like... I don't know. It's pretty basic stuff. He's just he just yeah. wants to conquer stuff. Like there's nothing <laughs> more interesting about it. And that I don't know that end credit scene, man. That was bad. Like that end credit scene with all the kings. That was bad. Oh, that, that was, was really bad. I don't, in a, I don't understand. In what do you a mean? nothing What's place. Bad about it? All right, two two things at a time. One, one thing at a time here. Okay, one. First, Jonathan Majors, not actually a very good actor. Come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? It's a hotter take than Charlotte's. No, it is. They're, they're I, flaming right I now. I actually do. I, I I really like him, and I'm I'm very excited that he's gonna have like yeah, so same. much to chew on I'm, I'm, in these movies. But I actually do think his performance here was like a little mannered. Like he definitely like stared at the distance and you know like clenched his jaws and just like it was just dialed up a little big for me at times here. But like I think I'm probably being a slightly critical because like the expectations are so high and I've just seen seeing so much like wild praise for him in this I I well, do his he who remains was was really kind of chaotic yeah I'm, I'm glad he's making choices there like I'm glad he's taking yes. character swings even if I'm slightly like oh, okay I can kind of see the like the wheels turning it's not like a totally natural fit i do i do like how much he was like crying <laughs> that was like one of my favorite choices so that even during like fights and stuff you could see i yeah. mean his eyes were watery but he actually had tears like flowing down his face just from like frustration a few times i thought that was a really good sure interesting yeah. choice yeah i agree i i mean uh, kang was definitely one of the things i like i mean it's your point charlotte i had, guess i hadn't considered you know kind of tying my frustration to what you're saying like they really are, for it being, I mean, here's the thing, is I would have been a lot happier if it was just a Kang movie. Like, if the MCU had the guts to be like, Phase 5, or Villain's Phase, here's a Kang the Conqueror movie, right? Just do it. Um, It would have been way more exciting. Obviously, they're not going to. But uh, Kang here, you know, we don't learn anything. 
<laughs> about him. Well, except like, who he is. What I mean, does he want to... <laughs> this is the first exposure most people are going to have to the character, right? Like, yeah, okay, fine, fine, fine. The basics, right? But I'm saying as far as, like, the motivations, right? Like, he wants to get back to his timeline, and he's been scorned. It's like, I don't know, does he have a Ravona he's, he's trying to get back to? feelings. Like, where, yes, but, like, where do these feelings come from? <laughs> does he just want to get back and yeah, conquer? You know what I mean? Like, there, there's a certain mystery here that actually I don't think is best suited to the character because it's you know kind of ha- it's kind of assuming that like oh but he seems so decent and he has such you know seemingly interesting choices where he like maybe he would free you know Michelle and and Evangeline and these characters you know if they just listen to him or whatever but it's like yeah but like what is he like <laughs> in his home reality what is what's actually been going on we don't really know anything about that um and I guess I'm just I'm increasingly like nervous and less excited about getting to that point i suppose i mean the guy the same writer who wrote quantumania is tasked to write avengers kang dynasty and that fills me with trepidation like that that does not give me hope in any way um hope wasp or otherwise like it's i just that's a bad sign uh you know i think that's that's been one of the mcu's like incredible gifts and Kevin Feige obviously gets the line share of the credit. Um, I'm sure there are tons of other people involved, but or gets yeah. Um, but it's like they were so good at capturing actors and writers and directors, kind of at like at a at like the perfect moment of like they're they're gonna ascend to superstardom through through our platform and where they are they are creatively. We're gonna get them at just the right time, right? And I think that happened a lot. In their build, and some of that's just good luck and good timing has and, any, and has, combination. Wait, of things. so do you think who who's sprung board out of the MCU besides actors? Like some actors have made careers, but like, the Russo brothers. I, but they haven't I mean, gone on to do they anything. Were, they were known for <laughs> directing seasons of Community. Yeah, no, no, no I mean, I'm not, they talking, made big I'm not names. talking about the great successes they've had since. Okay, because right? like, whatever they've chosen to do with those opportunities since, but they yeah. became mega stars in the director world, right? And and the McFeely and, and Marcus or mm-hmm. whoever they are, the writers who wrote, Mc, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, like that. Listen, they're going to get whatever their career prospects are going to be. Isn't really my concern, but like they're going to get at bats <laughs> because of that success, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you sure. know. But it's but they became really well trusted, and definitely on the acting side, it's it's particularly stands out, right? Yeah, With all the Chris's, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> Chris's. S- specifically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like here, it feels like like okay, Peyton Reed's a carryover, and we knew what we were getting from Peyton Reed. Like, like, no shade at the individual seems like a friendly comics fan director, um, but we knew what the we knew what the ceiling was there. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know, I'm um, so glad he didn't I, get I'm, the Fantastic Four job just to throw oh a little my gosh. shade. <laughs> yeah, like okay, l- let's play a game. Okay, this game is called Who Did It Better. Okay, this is where I list things that did it better than Quantum Mania. <laughs> okay, Fantastic Four did it better. They wanted to make a Fantastic Four movie here. It is a very bad Fantastic Four movie. The family dynamics are the least interesting part of this movie, with the exception of Scott and Cassie. Do you know what drove me crazy here? Literally one little conversation. Yeah, yeah. The Michelle Pfeiffer (laughs) just being like, I just wanted to be a mom. And like her not, her being like, I'll tell you later. You just need to not. Any information. Yeah, I know. Any information at all about the 30 years she spent in a separate realm. She hasn't mentioned a peep. Not a word. Like like that this whole movie is predicated on that. You just have to sell that stuff better. You have to have more of a reason for that. Now listen, superhero comics and movies are are built on the backbone of, you know, what we got here is a failure to communicate. 
You know, we all understand that. Mm-hmm. We've read enough of these. But this is egregious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, once did she mention to her husband what happened for 30 years? Come on. You know? Yeah. It doesn't have to be the yeah, whole story. No, I'm with you. It's a, it's a pretty... It doesn't make any sense. Plot hole, yeah. Okay? Here's another thing that did it better. Star Wars. <laughs> did it better. <laughs> no, come on. This is such, this is such <laughs> a pitiful Star Wars fanfic in its universe building. Like, can we not be more imaginative with a new realm Wait, I than mean, creating I, I guess, the Moss Eisley Cantina? Yeah, I. It, can we not do that? It certainly is just design, for sure. Right, like you don't necessarily get a real lived-in feel too too much. But I had a lot of fun with the designs. Rose and I were like the only ones in the theater because we caught this on like Thursday afternoon at two p.m. Or That's something. the best part about this movie stinking is i had an empty theater as well well we we saw it like the thursday preview before it came out at like two in the afternoon so it just oh fancy yeah um and uh and so you know we just got going oh i like those guys oh i like those slug horses oh look at that guy his face is made of ribbons like kind of just had fun with all those. I, I do want to point out sorry this is a little bit of a tiny aside i've heard a lot of complaints about the visuals and the cgi in this we did see it in uh-huh. 3d and i, <laughs> I kind of want to be like Maybe my, uh, you know, sensor for seeing things being like mismatched lighting wise and people not really looking like they're in the scene was a little obscured by the 3D because 3D kind of just blurs everything anyway. Because I had no issues with like, oh, it doesn't really look like Paul Rudd. I mean, they're all on a green screen through the whole thing, but it looked totally fine to me. But also I was viewing it through kind of like dark, hazy 3D glasses. It looks like it looks so brown always everywhere. Like the the suits don't pop out at all. Like Scott's suit is red, Cassie's suit is blue, but they just look brown through the entire movie because mm-hmm. that's what the lighting is like in in the Quantum Realm, I guess. Like it's it's pretty boring and it looks it looks visually very dull and boring. Like there's nothing there. I which I think is true of most Marvel movies, but I think. This one is especially guilty of it. Like compare this to like the the um, the final fight on the black and white planet in Love and Thunder. Like that scene is visually striking and interesting. There's nothing of that in Quantum Mania. It's just browns and grays and and like nothing popping out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just so dull. I guess. Yeah. I mean, which is Wakanda annoying. Forever also had that issue. Like Atlantis was so brown and murky. Uh, you know, especially compared to like Avatar. Coming yeah, out I guess. But we time. but we spend less time in it. Like here, it's the whole movie. Yeah, like it it's is. the entire yeah. movie. The whole like the whole point annoying. of the quantum realm should be eye popping, absurd visuals. You know, like you can get as surreal and imaginative as you want. <laughs> this realm is literally unexplored, and. And we don't get that. I, I don't agree know. with what I, you're saying, Charlotte. I look good. I, like, I, mean, I, I, just, I don't see that. I, I kind of was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's I think it's I think adequate. It's not my good, but I don't think the like actual lighting and the way it's po- it's it comes forth in the film. Like, I don't think that translates good. You don't have a moment sense. of being excited, like like Avatar, which I'm not like <laughs> the top believer in these movies, but that had moments watching it in 3D where you're like, whoa. Yeah, no, right. I mean, it, it doesn't stack. When did, did you do that during Quantum Mania? Like, did you have a moment where you're like, whoa? That's cool. Mm, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. But I also wasn't. I'm just like, saying this movie could do that. Why can't no, this movie? No, I, I mean that? I get the you know I mean MCU is addicted to the brown sludge uh, kind of approach of yeah. CGI. It is this one especially. Yeah. Okay. I I want to just like to take a step back. Hang on. I got one more. Okay. Okay. Children of Time. Uh huh. Did it better. 
Oh, with uh, with like ants going through scary. evolution in a short period of time. Really reads, good book. Reads one sci-fi book and he <laughs> can't shut it. up about it. Read a whole book, no <laughs> pictures, called Children of Time. A lot of pages. Lot I gotta pages say, like, Hank Bim's whole thing being just he loves ants, that's that's fun. Yeah, I, I don't like, mind that. I like, I like, I do I like the ants that. being the, you know, the kind of deus ex machina at the end. It was silly enough yeah. that it kind of just snapped into place for me. Um, hey, shouts to Michael Douglas for getting paid for saying holy shit like six oh, times. Yeah. I, I did walk out, Rose and I were walking out, and I was like, man, the MCU loves to say shit and dick. It's just... It's like, could, this movie could be for kids, okay? Yeah, yeah I, mean, like, I know. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. this weird like thing it's where we're like... like I mean, it is. Yeah, it's kids, like but. this weird thing where we're like, well, let's make this not friendly to children by having Michael Douglas, Douglas say holy shit six times. Mm-hmm. Um, very lazily. Like, it never... It's always supposed to be sort of a a comedy moment and it always falls flat and it's just like what are you what are you doing here what are you doing just let let a parent take their eight-year-old and not have any language like <laughs> there's no reason to have it it doesn't add anything yeah. pg-13 movies are the you know the tent pole drivers okay all right take, take a little step back here i just want to say despite my like i want to say lukewarm defense of this movie as being a good enough thursday afternoon time <laughs> right um you know, would, Every movie in the afternoon on a weekday is better. Let's also factor that into the equation here. You took the t- <laughs> you spent an afternoon and you just went to the movies. You that's like plus five points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and also every time I, I, to be fair, every time I see an MCU movie the second time at home, even if I like it, I'm always like, oh, I gotta go on to Letterboxd and drop that half to one full star, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, right. Um, but um. I will say, I, I was talking to Rose about James Gunn's new, like, DC movie timeline, which maybe we should talk about sometime, So it's kind of interesting. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm hesitantly excited about that. DC's a big world. It would be great if they, you know, provide some competition. But, like, one of the things that you've said, Dave, I, like, quoted you to Rose, and I was like, Dave always says this, and he's right, that, like, DC <laughs> being, like, actually the, you know, distinguished competition here would do good to, like, push the MCU yes. to go more creative places. Like, if they were providing a real box office challenge, right, that would be... If there were more successful, like, Birds of Prey, right? Because, like, if Birds of Prey did really well and the MCU saw that and said, like, oh, man, we gotta, you know, this is the direction yeah. that people want to take these movies. Yeah. God, Birds of Prey was so good. It's gonna be totally forgotten. I've been really craving watching that again lately. I love that movie. It might be my favorite I would actually, DC movie. Yeah. I don't know about eagerly, but I would I would be interested to watch it again. I mean, but yes, I mean, thank you. Like, that is... They're so complacent right now. Yeah, it's they're it's so true. complacent, like, and yeah. and for a lot of good reasons. Um, you know, it's like congratulations on your victory. I mean, this made a lot but of it's money. Been four years, but not the most money, and they're used to making the most money. So you know, maybe listen. I'm not more. worried. Yeah, like as far as taking it to like, will the MCU die and will these movies no, stop? No, not for a long y'all. Time. They got X Men in the tank. Well, like, that's that's what I'm looking picks. at. Saying like, man, I hope you know. I hope the tide changes before X-Men, right? I hope they look at, like, what this could be and it's, that we're not seeing, like, Wolverine movies that still feel copy and pasted from Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, right? Like, because a lot My, of these, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy and the Russo brothers, they kind of just took those forms, kind of swished them together, and that's what we get over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. So I do hope mm-hmm. they, like, you know, push the form a little bit. Um, yeah. How about, yeah, a little bit. A little bit would be nice. No, but, like, you're, you're totally right. Like, I... I'm excited for a James Gunn and DC <laughs> timeline of movies. One, because like I just want those movies to be good, and I want yeah. DC to yeah. to matter and have a, a solid timeline. I hope I hope any of those movies actually get made <laughs> and are yeah. released. That'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. Um, but if that actually happens, 
That's the best thing that could happen to Marvel. It's the absolute best thing that could happen to them because who's pushing them right now, right? We had this whole wave of superhero movies becoming Hollywood, you know, mm -hmm. and just flipping eating the center of what big budget movies are. And, uh, and if Marvel goes sour, if Marvel goes bad, what is there to fill that right now? Nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Um, so, I mean, I just think for them, it's like they've had to hold themselves to a certain standard. And generally speaking, they've met it or at a minimum, the critical community community has been like, you're there. Great. Everything's a 75 or higher <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like no movies fell below. Like it was a huge deal when Eternals fell below like 60. Yeah. And now they're just doing it regularly. And it's kind of, it's, you know, the thing that I wonder is, does this really bother Kevin Feige? Right. And, and the folks in charge or as long because the, the cash isn't going to stop rolling in. It'll it'll go down and the shareholders eventually will get mad. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. These sorts yeah. of business yeah. financial pressures. But it's not going to go away. And like I said, you've got draft picks for Fantastic Four and, and X-Men down the road. You've got options. Secret Wars could be a hard reboot if they play this wrong. Yeah. You know, or maybe that's the plan anyway. I mean, at this point, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. just like, there's a, there's a real complacency at the center of these movies. And that is more disappointing to me than just about anything, you know, cause it's, they, it did, this felt for the first three phases, like something that was really driven. It was really driven narratively and also just kind of like motivation. It was like, it was motivated to make a point that we can do this. And now that they prove that point, it's kind of like, I don't know, we're still here. I guess we'll just keep making money. You know, it's just kind of hanging around. I, I Yeah, I just, I don't know. If this movie was different, I'd be singing a different tune. But, like, you know how Superman, you know, Superman's tagline was, you'll believe a man can fly, right? Quantumania is, you'll believe an MCU can die. That's, right. that's how I feel. You know, actually, that's how I feel. Okay. That was the, like, tagline that they stuck on to Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, which is so funny because it's just, that movie is the anti, like, awe and hope and inspiration Superman film. <laughs> right like i've been ins i've been inspired by that movie to not help my son s many times i have when i see them or no to, to not let them help me i guess oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. um yeah, that doesn't work i, I do like i have realized because annoyingly because of you dave i've had to think about this movie more than <laughs> i care to uh, <laughs> i basically saw it was like that was fun and i'm never gonna like think about it again until i feel like watching it again in two years which um, is a scathing critique of any media, but carry on. Yeah, but kind of in the same way that, like, I don't know, people watch the Arrowverse, I guess. So, like, I really have realized oh. that I do oh, not view Zach, these... you're killing me! I do not view these as, like, movies. <laughs> to be, like, to be very cruel to it, like, I it, like I judged... I was thinking about my, like, critique of Batman, right? The, the Batman... And like, I felt like I was more harsher on that movie and more critical of that movie. But I think because that movie I'm comparing to other movies, the MCU at this point, I'm just kind of comparing to the MCU. So like that, that is damning. But also like, I can't deny that I'm kind of just on board and like having an okay time with these, you know? But I also like when someone's like, you know, screw these movies, I'm out. I'm kind of like, oh yeah, sure. I guess I get it. Like if you're not bought in on this, but I, I guess I am kind of bought in on these. Um yeah, I yeah yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I know that's like kind of a lazy critique, but also it's you know, it's just how I feel. Dave, do you want to do a four sigmatic ad? I'll uh, sure. Back in. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Don't let's, don't let's stop recording. 
Haven't stopped. Okay. Don't stop addicted to the coffee. Don't Can't stop. stop I'm drinking for somatic. Oh, different. Don't stop. stop. Okay. I'm having, yeah, I'm, Good time. We have a thing with my friend where every time one of us starts with "Don't stop," I have "Don't stop me now," and she has "Don't stop believing." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want chili peppers. Um, perfect. Don't stop. Drinking for Sigmatic Coffee. Don't stop me drinking some coffee. It's good. All right, I don't drink Does coffee. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> <Put it back laughs> in. The um, you know what I got in the mail this week? What'd you get, Zach? Coffee? My, my second subscription box of Four Sigmatic Coffee that I'm paying for out of my own pocket now because I just like this coffee so damn much. That's a, that's a big coffee brag to brag that you're buying your own drinks these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, normally I go to, uh, I get the slightly cheaper organic, like Costco coffee, the big stuff. I grind it myself. But uh-huh, you know what? Uh-huh. I'm digging this for Sigmatic. Cool. I think it tastes better. So like yeah. I, I'm getting both their, um, their standard ground coffee mix with the lion's mane and chaga mushrooms. But I also mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. they've got the probiotic mix. Um, that one's pretty good. I also got the, uh. The dark roast with like the higher caffeine, which I kind of thought, I thought dark roast had less caffeine, but maybe they put more caffeine in it. Anyway, it actually made me a little Is that jittery. true? Does dark roast have, is dark roast a higher caffeine drink okay, generally? So here, God, let me get into some coffee science with you. Please. Yeah. When they dark, roast the coffee longer, you do extract, you, it, it's that uh, by weight, there is more caffeine, but like each bean has less caffeine in it. But each bean also weighs a lot less. So by weight, there's more coffee. But by bean, there's less caffeine. Does that make sense? Okay, I just read three comics while you were explaining that. Thank you very uh, much for the explanation. Anyway, no, generally, generally speaking, if you're not like grinding your own uh, and like weighing it out. Oh, I'm always grinding Dark roast has, (laughs) God, dark roast has less caffeine. Is the uh, thing to take away? Okay, I yeah. I love how into Four Sigmatic you've gotten. It's well, it's no, this super is something because some, I used to work at a a coffee shop and people would always come in first thing in the morning, seven a.m. and they're yeah. like, "Oh boy, get, get me that dark roast! I need all the caffeine I can get." And I was I was so smug and I was be like, hmm, "Well, actually, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, yeah, the uh, dark roast contains the least caffeine. You'll want the light roast." Um, people loved it. People just did you love <laughs> <Kermit> <laughs> that job? Like, was it a, a Muppets themed coffee shop? <laughs> well, hello uh, there, and welcome to Four Sigmatic Coffee. Waka waka waka. Anyway, uh, yeah, we weren't selling Four Sigmatic Coffee at that coffee shop. It's probably why it's out of business now. Because um, uh, this coffee, it's nutrition dense. I'm reading off their website. <laughs> um, it's very good. Clearly, uh, I, I'm gonna say I really like this coffee. I had a cup of it this morning. Really enjoy it. Uh, you should, Dave. Mm. Give all the information. Kermit about the it. Frog here. <laughs> you go to go.foursigmatic.com. That's four sigmatic spelled F O U R slash M M Y. That's four sig. Oh, I lost it, Victor. <laughs> Foursigmatic.com. <laughs> yeah, slash M M Y. You can subscribe and save thirty percent with custom podcast code M M Y. Okay, good. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. 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 <laughs> How long was that ad? <laughs> I don't know. Not as long as Charlotte and I's ad. That one was... Yeah. Like oh, boy, yeah. This one was... I need to listen back to it. It was really funny. <laughs> I don't know. Like, they're still... They're still putting out good stuff here and there. Like, I... You know what my favorite part of this movie was? The Loki end credit scene, because I love Loki. And yeah, Loki, yeah. I'm sure Loki season two not only is going to be great, but I'm sure it's good. I'm think I'm sure Jonathan Major is gonna be ten time ten times as good in it, because like he's gonna have actual good stuff to work with. 
um, like that was super exciting to me because I loved that part of the universe, and I think maybe that's where I'm at with the MC right now. Like I have a f- like five or six little corners that I really love, and the rest of it I'm like meh on. I mean, even until, in the like, last the next stepstone five movies, right? Quantum Mania, Wakanda Forever, Love and Thunder, Multiverse of Madness, and No Way Home. Like, yeah, I loved two of them. Right, I loved No Way Home. I really loved Multiverse of Madness. I really liked, and then I liked the other three. So like, I'm not. I don't know. Like, I, I still you both were very high on Love and Thunder, which which was interesting because, and I was fine with Love and Thunder. But yeah, the, the most common <laughs> the most common refrain that I've seen when I say how much I despise Quantumania was people being like, "Wow, even less than Love and Thunder," and I'm like, "No, I Love and Thunder was fine." Like that movie has probably more outsized hatred than than Quantumania. Charlotte <laughs> yeah. and I were talking course, about this like, off mic. Uh, it's very much the same movie yeah. than Ragnarok. Like people who love Ragnarok and hate Love and Thunder are crazy. To I me. definitely get <laughs> loving <laughs> Ragnarok same level. and liking Love and Thunder less for sure. Right? Like I like. I, I like Love and I Thunder. I think I like Love and Thunder. Well, more Charlotte, you're the only one who likes Love and Thunder more. But, I guess. But like I, I don't really get it. But what I don't is get it even because more because it's so gay. Is it just <laughs> yeah, because sure. it's so gay? It yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay. I also, I kind of also can't wrap my head around being like, yeah, Love and Thunder is pretty good, and I hate Quantum Mania. Or I, I also feel like there's not that much daylight between these two movies. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I, I guess. I think it has more. I, I think Love and Thunder is more. I don't know. It has more style, I guess. Yeah, it definitely. Love it, and it Thunder has, has things more. I like. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. the, it's the daylight, you know. Yeah, yeah, Love and Thunder right. has has things I enjoy. Um, there are jokes that work for me in that movie. Uh, Quantumania has none of them. I mean, I would actually put, I mean, listen, is it a really bad adaptation of Gore the God Butcher as far as like how much I like that comics arc by Jason Aaron and Isad Rubich? Yes. Yeah. Christian Bale puts in a decent performance. Yeah. Yeah, 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 (laughs) Like that performance of a character, not that far off from what Jonathan Majors is doing here with Kang. You know what I mean? So like uh, the idea that that is a substantially worse movie to me, um, remains a little strange but but that is definitely a strong perception okay so obviously i didn't enjoy the movie i mean i guess in it and obviously i'm i'm it has me more worried about like i like i don't think the mcu is okay <laughs> anymore <laughs> and i think it you know like if your metrics are how much is it like oh is it going to keep making money like congrats like disney will keep making money like i i hope you work for them and that helps you in some capacity um but you know like that's not my metric for me my metric no, is, is this not. stuff, yeah. is this stuff, like, does it continue to be good? Does it have a high standard? Um, is it, it, does it have anything to say? How about that? Remember that? <laughs> Remember that happening in media? Uh, okay, so here's a question. I guess let's talk specifics of the movie for one second. The ending. <sighs> Two questions for both of you. One, did you think Scott and Hope were going to stay behind in the quantum realm, and were you disappointed they didn't? And two, will we see this version of Kang again? Uh, yes and no. Charlotte? Yes and no. <laughs> um, I, I mean, overall, I was disappointed there weren't more casualties, because I think it makes <laughs> Kang kind of look like a chump. Yeah. Um, this movie makes Kang look like such a chump. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, like, especially as it's supposed to be the version of Kang, like, all other Kangs are afraid of. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird that he And he lost to the ant by... guy? Yeah, I don't know. Like the, Ant-Man was the a real only Mary casualty Sue of this here. movie is Modoc, which is weird. <laughs> like there should be, I, yeah. I mean, and I don't think I would have liked Wasp getting killed because, like, 
she has, she she's not even a character. She in this she movie. I, no. Like she's just we walked out of the movie and I was scenes. like, so Hope had nothing to do here, huh? <laughs> yeah, it definitely absolutely. was more focused like, on building up Cassie. But... The wasp on the title is is Janet. Well, so. you had to be vaccinated to get on set, I That's think, true. for a lot of those yep. scenes. So she. Was it out. is really funny that the two like leading ladies of their last two MCU movies are both like notorious, you know, very very publicly have been uh, maligned yeah. for being anti-vax. Uh, I feel like Shuri got hit a lot harder for that which than, is weird because she hope. basically did one thing once and then uh, never said anything in public again whereas evangeline Lilly, i think is still just very like yeah i go to anti you know yeah. uh I, I go to protests and uh, tweet about it a lot i don't know yeah um, yeah yeah anyway what's the difference between them i wonder oh god one of them R- really <laughs> do you think that's what's going on i don't know is i that... genuinely don't know yeah I don't... um okay but yes, I mean Charlotte. I think, I think you're right. Uh, do you think we'll see this Kang again? You think we'll see this version? Oh, he died. Pro- Isn't that the whole thing? He died. Yeah. He did. Yeah. You think this? You think this version? Uh, he gets sucked into a, a quantum yeah, transformation. Yeah, he dies in the engine. same way Yellow Jacket dies in Ant Man One. Like, yeah. It's a very oh, comic. Oh, what about he becomes okay. a Kang Modok? Ooh, Brodoc. Like, yeah. Big old Jonathan Major's head on on a Modok <laughs> body. Like I, I could deal yeah. with that. Kang only um, designed for Kanging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, yeah, Major is only designed I don't for Kang. Think, I don't think we'll see him again. Like probably the three main characters we saw in the Council of Kangs would be will be the main. I don't know. So that that would mean that this Jonathan Major's performance is a one and done, right? And that his next yeah, I think so. variation will be a different play on Kang because it'll be a new Kang from. I the mean, Multiverse. his next variation will be Victor Timely in yeah. the next thing we see of him. I yes. Guess. Yeah, uh, but, and probably some version of Evil King that's running the TVA. Probably that's interesting. I think we're going to see this particular King again. I think yeah. they really did a lot of. I think they made a lot of effort to set him up as the Kang against Kangs, right? And he's he's particularly unique amongst Kangs, and I think that would be a very strange setup to not have that Kang play a role. But then so it feels, I, I do think he'll return. Then it feels like it makes this movie even less interesting, I guess. If he comes <laughs> it makes back, it matter even less. Yeah, I think it makes it matter more because I you have to have a prime king, the conqueror. Like that's the thing about doing these time traveling council of king stories yeah. is you do have to have a prime king because otherwise you just have absolute chaos. Yeah, right. I don't and, know. Maybe it's just because I like Loki and I don't. I was meh on this but like i'd like better if it was the king running the tv that's the main look that's the main king i like that better too but they're not going to do that in their tv shows and i think that's where we're back at you know in terms of like well how much do these matter and how much can we trust these is not at all if it doesn't happen in the movie it's not going to be a core core part of the story i don't think yeah but I feel like if yeah. one is going to matter, it's going to be Loki. Like, it's the one that introduced both the multiverse and Kang. Like, it feels like that's the one they banked stuff for the future on. So I could see it may- maybe mattering more, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And it's the only one that got a season two also. I have a, I have a question. What was that last part? That's, it's the only one that had a season two out of all the, I mean, except of so except far. What If, but that's a special case. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Zach, what's your question? Um, this is anyone who doesn't want to be spoiled on Kang the Conqueror's real identity, because I think this is like a 2010s or even 2020s comic book thing. This is a comic spoiler. Yeah, yeah, this is a comic spoiler. So just cover your ears for, I think, one minute. You'll be good. Um, if this, because uh, Kang is actually Reed Richards' dad, is that right? <laughs> I think. I, uh, I mean, 
No. Not really, but people uh, interpret okay. it that way. Oh, okay. All right. He's I, like a distant descendant, I think, of the Richards. Uh, okay. Sometimes he has the same name as Reed's dad. He's Nathaniel Richards, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. That's confusing. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering if maybe either one will get a black Reed Richards or two. Maybe just Jonathan Majors plays Reed Richards. Not bad casting. That's all well, I wanted to say. He had a great black Reed Richards in William Jackson Harper, but that's fine, I guess. Yeah, how about that? I'm really casting mad just getting torched. Jackson bored, bored by that guy. I'm over him. Whoa. Yeah. William Jackson Harper slander. Yep. Yeah. You're so William Jackson harping on him. <laughs> He's he's played out. <laughs> played uh, out. He's played out. What else has what what has he been in, in? Oh God, let me count. Um, he's been in Good Place season uh, one. Good, good place. place season two. Good Place season three. Good Place season four. Uh, oh what? man, what was that? Yeah, he's I in, still got to watch Midsummer oh, just for uh, oh, Yelena Belova. <laughs> ridiculous. Actually, you know, the, there's three main MCU people in that because out of the main cast, there's Florence Pugh, William Jackson Harper, and Will Poulter. Who's going to be playing? Um, Calling him a main MCU after playing guy with <laughs> yes, that's, head. that's true. Uh, well, <laughs> William William Poulter's in Midsommar, and he's going to be playing. Uh, oh my god, Adam Warlock! Thank you, Adam Warlock. Yeah. Okay, so that actually ties in perfectly to my next question. Did you guys see is, the trailer for Guardians? Yeah. Three? What's I, the next? What's yeah. the next great MCU movie? Or what's Guardians. the next great MCU thing? Because Guardians three. I think is going to be great, and I think it's going to make me cry a lot. <laughs> God. Uh, I don't know. Suicide Squad maybe dampened my James Gunn's expectations just a little bit, but he did nail you mean it. That, you mean that pretty good Suicide, suicide Squad movie well, he made? Yeah, but like pretty good compared to the, I think, great Guardians movies. You know, like be- that, that, and Suicide Squad is better than Guardians. And 2. the holiday special I thought was like a stinker. Holiday was, special was bad. I was bored out of my mind for that. So, but then again, James Gunn did say out loud, he was like, "Yeah, I had to write that in about like ninety minutes, and uh, and it came out so well." And it's like, mm, well, did it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it felt it felt like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully, you know, that was just the limit. So are we are we TV. all in on Guardians three? And I'm nervous about the Marvels. I mean, I can't pretend not to be nervous about that. Yeah, uh, I'm. I hope Kamala will finally get good stuff to good, work with. Good director, like, right? I, I, I love constantly. the character. Hopefully, yep. she. I can enjoy her in a good movie slash TV show. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, good director. I'm. I'm hopeful for a new. I mean, an interesting direction for for that for those characters because I didn't like Captain Marvel f- first movie at all. Um, yeah. Well, you just I, don't, I don't know, like I'm, Brie Larson because of her politics. You're notoriously always ragging on her for her politics. What we should definitely release more specials. Oh, she, she's into NFT, actually. I think. Oh yeah, see? <laughs> she kind of sucks in the low. Didn't yeah. Didn't um, most celebrities get suckered into at least? Oh, but she's NFT, still NFT into group. them. I think like she, oh, okay. she's one of the only ones that's still like. Yeah. Well, I don't know, I but I, I don't care. Yeah. She, I don't know. She was. She's one of the few main MCU characters that I don't think have gotten a, a chance to shine yet, and I don't think that's on the fault of the actress at all like she's yeah. just her movie wasn't good and she she's barely there in endgame so yeah i'm excited for her i'm excited for her and camilla together like that's a fun pairing i'm excited for monica monica rambo like great character please mm, let's have interesting stuff for her in the mcu um she should be on an avengers theme team like i'm way more interested in her on the avengers than captain marvel um yeah i don't know i'm excited for that i'm excited for loki season two and i don't know what other uh, i'm not excited for secret invasion secret invasion sounds seems boring it's got some oh god who is it the pedigree of the people behind it had me excited oh the guy who created mr robot 
is working on it. Like the creator oh, okay. of Mr. Robot Sam? is the uh, is the creator. Sam Ishmael, Kyle Bradstreet, I think. Yeah. Oh, um, oh my, the, I'm thinking of. Wait, isn't Mr. Robot that Rami Malek? Like Sam show? Ishmael, the guy who. Yeah, yeah, but the guy who like directed and wrote it. It's Kyle Bradstreet, or what? maybe he. Yeah, he's the. Oh no, he just worked on it. Never mind. Sorry, he's just a writer. Yeah, Sam Ishmael. Uh, well, I don't know who that is, Dave. Okay, I'm not up to. <laughs> he's uh, he's really good. Uh, is okay, well, that would have been not more exciting? With the no way he's doing an MC so thing. Take okay. it easy. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, misled by uh, Wikipedia and by briefly glancing at Wikipedia. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see. I I'm kind of excited for Secret Invasion. It's got it's got some good people behind I'm it. Curious. Sam Jackson, I Ben can't Mendelsohn, not to be Olivia Coleman gets sucked into this somehow. Amelia um, Clark too, yeah. for her bounce back. Well, post got. I was excited about her, but I mean, uh, I have so many questions about that. Okay, here's here's the bigger question. <laughs> Everything we're talking about here is yeah. more like like Guardians feels like an ending. Like that that can actually be an ending mm-hmm. to that because that that Guardians three feels like it should be like really a post end game sequence, right? Where it's really going to be an ending and kind of a transition. Everything else still feels like yeah, we're kind of buildings some other stuff back up let's see if this sticks like when do we get an avengers in a core again like like when do you think that you're happens so, does that happen I, really like i I, I, I mean i'm teasing but also i don't quite get it you're very like focused on when do we have a core team again and that's like i don't know that's never co- really no, been... because it provides a core vision for what like what drives the mcu i think that stuff matters otherwise it's just it's just this because the inner two hours of fun of every three to four months and who they're wants not that fun enough for that i guess anymore <laughs> yeah. they're not yeah, yeah. well like, except and, that and i don't see the just solution being stuff. like more world building and like building to you know bigger teams or whatever like i, I don't see that being as like the way out the, the solution to your problems with this they're doing shared universe comics the salute the solution for the first three phases was the synergy of everything and and then yes you have to establish your own and just individual interacting, movie. like like having ant-man show up in, in civil war like that's that fun stuff and i don't think we've seen that so far in phase four like yeah everything's very like compartmentalized no, if that makes sense like i mean like i think you need a no, no way home is literally like what if doctor strange and we have a doctor strange slash spider-man team-up movie right like that's yeah. that's one of the okay but parts of but it. what is the flagship well, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just arguing that is not. But also, like, we've already seen, we've already see, seen Spider-Man and Doctor Strange together in Infinity War. Like, I'm talking, when do we see Shang Chi in a movie with She-Hulk? Like that well, kind probably of stuff. eventually. I mean, like, I mean we just had new characters. Daredevil and She-Hulk just had sex in the show, right? Like, I don't know. I, I think you're downplaying how much like this stuff all gets linked together. Like, Scarlet Witch was just the villain of the Doctor Strange movie. Uh, Jonathan Majors is in the Loki show and then the Quantum Mania. Like, they're still bouncing around. Uh, I, I still feel like I this all feels like one big, you know, one big messy world. We just don't have the one movie where there's nine different superheroes all smushed together. Because that, those are I don't want one big messy world. I want one very orderly, <laughs> single file <laughs> driven world. Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to get that. It, it does feel like it's changed. It, it does feel like it's changed the status quo. Like, I don't think. Loki changes the status quo because it, it introduces the multiverse, but I don't think outside of that we've seen much of a status quo change for the MCU since the since Endgame. Whereas Besides like Endgame, the you Avengers mean. Endgame's the one, right? Besides that, nothing really shifted. Well, anything. each Avengers movie, like the first Avengers movie, like ties everything together, and now we're in an Avengers world when where everyone everyone knows each other, and then like 
Ultron less so, but then Civil War is also a big event shake-up movie that changes relationships and everything. And then it's into Infinity War and Endgame, but I don't think we've had that. since We, we haven't had one event that, like, shakes everything else up. We've had team-up stuff, but we haven't had a central stuff that, like, changes the status quo, I guess. Yeah, um, I just, I, I, don't, I don't think those are going to be very common, because these are not comic books. These are $300 million movies, and they can't well, just... But it was common in the first three phases, so I, what, I just don't why think it, can't I don't think it actually anymore? really is. Like, I think Endgame was the one that they really took that big risk with, because they had built to that. I, I don't think they actually are changing the status. You can jump in and watch whatever, Avengers 3, without having watched Avengers 1 and 2, and understand it, right? Like What? I'm saying, like, there is not this... You can like, watch Infinity War without yeah, any of the build to that point? Yeah, plenty of people... I, my point is, I don't think, like... You can, but, like, it is not, you can do a lot These of movies things. need to be able to stand alone, and they know that, right? They, like, are not going to be consistently changing the status quo in this this universe, right? They want people to come and sit down in whichever movie they want to sit down in. It's not like the comic books where they, you know, don't really concern themselves with how new readers can introduce themselves to this world. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I feel like they were doing that in the first three phases, and they're just not anymore. Like there yeah, were more line-wide influential th- stuff happening, and there isn't much of that anymore. Um, I feel like we have more of that now maybe than it's ever. Also I'm, tougher I'm really with confused more characters. by that. Like with the TV shows and everything, I feel like we have more. Characters but they don't just really matter. Them. But they nothing don't, in Moon Knight influences everything else. Nothing in yeah. nothing in Quantumania influences everything else. Like. But then everyone is aware of the, like, the events in Avengers or in Civil War, like, have repercussions on everything else, I feel. Like, yeah, I mean... The, they're referenced in every other movie after after them. But again, basically. I kind of feel like they're focused on... Well, they, they do a lot of introductions, right? That's the thing that they've done in Phase 5. Tons and tons of new characters, right? So that's something, but I, I get that that's not changing the status quo, necessarily. That's the main thing. Yeah. yeah. But again, that's something that you can just do without, like messing up the next movies per you know but like spider-man ends with an entirely new status quo for spider-man right it's it's definitely way more like individual character spider-man not for the mcu i mean here's the first three phases first two really you had three flagships you have the avengers franchise as the obvious one you have iron man as the core sort of center and beginning of it all and then you have captain america yeah which also becomes a huge universe status quo wide, you know, flagship with the Winter Soldier and then Civil War, which is an Avengers movie. Right now, the MCU has literally none. There is no flagship franchise. Spider-Man could be that. Doctor Strange maybe could be that. Yeah. They tried yeah. it. They just I mean, tried those, it with those are fun. I don't want <laughs> And it doesn't work. I, I don't want to down like downplay that like having the like event MCU movies, quote unquote, is like fun, right? Like I, I do appreciate that. I just don't think it's like they're not just fun like those are some of the best movies in the entire no the entire thing like two of them the winter soldier is not one of the best movies in the entire mcu oh you're talking captain america i thought you were just saying the avengers like the avengers war is really flipping good the first avengers i mean i stand by because of how influential it is yeah the first avengers Um, good the iron man movies are generally pretty good and important you need you do need centerpieces for this stuff to hold the center cannot hold zach classic literary reference oh god that's what <laughs> yeah what's what's that from Dave? i won't i won't sink to your level to tell you what that's from 
okay? <laughs> I won't. I cannot be bothered to tell you why I know that quote. Uh, I just think you need that. I, re- I really, really do. And uh, and I still, you're, they're still missing it. And I just, I'm like, I'm less curious now. Like for a long time, I was like, oh, how are they going to do it? You know? And now I'm just like, oh, they're not going to do it. <laughs> they're not going to pull it off. I don't have, I don't have any confidence. Yeah, at this I, point, it, it, that's fair. I mean, it, here's here's the other thing. It was crazy to doubt the MCU from Avengers through Avengers Endgame. Like it became increasingly reckless and just bad for your health <laughs> to doubt that they could pull it off because they just kept pulling off these ridiculous challenges and that glamour and sort of. Teflon, you know, like they can do no wrong. Like that is gone. That is gone, you know? And, uh, and that's kind of a bummer too. Cause now it's, now it's just, you know, it's like any other storytelling. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pull this stuff off. And for like six, seven years, they made it look like, you know, they made it look easy. And, uh, and here we are watching movies like Quantumania, wondering where the times <laughs> have gone. Here we are watching. <laughs> so what's, what's the best movie you saw in 2023, Dave? Oh, you've, you've been writing lists. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. I'm glad you asked. Listen, I actually have a document. I know you do. That has That's all of them uh, in order. So let me pull that up. Can I can, can I tell you mine? Because it's, it's kind of both, ironic. Can you both share yours, please? Yeah, my, my favorite movie yeah. that I've seen this year yeah. in 2023 so far is a Martin Scorsese movie, which I think is kind of ironic, uh, considering the conversation. But Noted MCU hater. The yeah. Age of Innocence, 1993. Daniel Day-Lewis and Michelle Pfeiffer in that one. And uh, it's uh, just kind of a early... What was she better in? Quantumania or Age of Innocence? God, she's so good in Age of Innocence. Uh, she's incredible in that movie. Uh, she looks really good in Quantumania, though. I'm not going to downplay that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's All an right, old Edith Wharton novel adaptation. Came out in the 90s, and uh, it's kind of hot as hell. It's a PG, like, um, period piece movie from Martin Scorsese, which is interesting. It's PG, it's PG and it's hot as hell? Yeah, it's PG, but it's he somehow gets a lot of, like... Now, when you say hot as hell, do you mean steamy? Yeah, like steamy. There's some like... Okay. He takes off her gloves in that movie at one point, and you'll do Whoa, 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 whoa. It's one of the most sexual things I've ever seen in a movie. It's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Oh, and I watched Hail Caesar again the other night. That's a great movie. That movie's so funny. I like Hail Caesar. Okay, Charlotte, what about you? My favorite movie of the year so far was... Puss in Boots, The Last Race. Oh, I yeah. Can't yeah, I gotta make time for It's that. great. It's it's really, really good. Like, it's one of my... F- it's probably my favorite animated movie since Spider-Verse. Like, it's it's really, really strong. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sh- Charlotte, right. yeah, no, I thought for sure... incredible voice voice cast. Like, that voice cast is freaking perfect. The the antagonist, especially, incredible. The, the, the scene that introduces the main, like... The main... One of the two main villains is, like, one of my favorite animated scenes of all time. It's incredible, and it needs to be seen on, like, a, a big screen. Like, needs to be seen in, in theaters. Can I can I say, Charlotte, when you were, like, thinking you're, like, my favorite movie of 2023, I thought for sure you were just going to say Quantumania, because it's the only movie you've seen. <laughs> I was no, positive you were going to be like... one of the two only movies I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's incredible. I don't think we've been... To, to be fair. I don't know if I've been to the theaters besides, besides Quantumania this year, yeah, though. Yeah, I don't think... Oh, well, I, well, I, I went to the theaters for, like, old movies. I went and saw, like... Uh, Salt on Precinct 13, the old John Carpenter. I saw that in theaters, but a couple Kung Fu movies. 
I rewatched the, all three Kung Fu Pandas movies. And oh, those are good. I, I love I, that. I was expecting to like them better. I, I love guess. that first one, I though. I think that first one's The first one is great, great yeah. Movie. I, like, I don't know. I felt like... That's a better I trilogy. heard people talk about the, the villain from the second one as, like, one of the best animated villains. No. And I'm like, he's, he's good. He's, okay. he's threatening, but he's not, like... Gary Oldman kind of dials... that good. Phones it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Let's, let's talk about that for an hour. I, I'd rather... I think that's <laughs> the best... That's a better trilogy than... Ant-Man? Trilogies. For sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. I agree. Well, oh my gosh, yes. I mean, I, it's like Lord of the Rings 1, and then like probably Kung Fu Panda 2. Like, you're not going to find many others. No, because 2 and 3 are kind of so-so. They're okay, but that first one's that first one's great. Strength of the first. Strength of the first, baby. All right, here's my top movies of the year Okay. in order of preference. Number one. Actually, let's count it down. Last, Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Death on the Nile. Number yeah, eight, kind of the first half hour of Matilda the Musical. Okay. Number seven. <laughs> yeah, can't just do that, but okay. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Mm. Number six, the middle half hour of Casablanca. Ridiculous. Number five, <laughs> Great movie. My Cousin Vinny. Number four, Devotion. 3A, the first 37 minutes of Judas and the Black Messiah. What is wrong with you? Yet. Watch a movie. <laughs> Number three, The Menu. Two, The Banshees of Ed Sheeran. And number one, <laughs> white men can't jump. Stop. <laughs> God. The you Benches put... of Ed Sheeran is my favorite title. <laughs> you putting the menu above Judas and the Black Messiah because you only watched 35 minutes. Is I haven't finished me. yet. <laughs> Ridiculous. I haven't finished yet. <laughs> okay. I got tired. <laughs> <laughs> I like the first 37 minutes. That's a pretty high ranking for only watching the first 37 minutes, I got to say. Um Okay, so there you have it. There are the best movies of the year. Uh, I and just, uh, uh, and also we talked about Quantumania. God, ridiculous. I think I've watched. Uh, let me see how many movies this year. I've watched thirty-one movies. You want me to list those in reverse order? Oh For... God, no! Nothing sounds worse. <laughs> <laughs> I did rewatch John Wick the other night. Man, that's a good movie. The first one? Yeah, what a good movie. Should I should I catch up on the the sequels? I've only watched the first. Oh yeah, I I really I like the first one quite a bit. I think the second one's even stronger. And okay. then the third one gets a little bit like navel gazy, kind of like up its own ass about like lore building and stuff, but like the action's still excellent. Oh, lore building. Yeah. It's it's just the first two movies do a really good job of hinting at this like world building stuff in a way that you're just like, man, oh, that's so interesting. I'm I'm so intrigued by like the little glimpses we get, and then the third one's yeah, like, yeah. let me give you like four scenes of exposition instead of just like light winks. Um, it yeah, kinda, yeah, it overdoes it, but good. It I, is yeah, such a there sure. is such a lesson there that is constantly forgotten, which is like, I would rather be intrigued but confused than have that thing spelled out well, it's, for me. it's tough to do it's tough to like have that it is. kind of it like is. you know sprinkle hints so that you don't feel lost but yeah you, you want to be intrigued and not feel like you know left out but um yeah yeah, yeah. it's a oh, speaking are, of lost yeah. speaking of lost if everyone, anyone has a role for evangeline lily she did not get to participate in this movie so <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> i mean she really to. she really didn't it was very strange to be honest like How little she bizarre was. like like she's in the title yeah She's in the know. title of this film. I think, like, <laughs> and, the, the and the only wasp who gets any play is Michelle Pfeiffer. And she, like, like moments, like, where you're like, oh, that's a, a wasp moment. Like, the scene where, you know, the they're inside the energy source and there's a thousand Scott Langs. I like that scene, by the way. Did, did, what do you think about that, Dave? I think that scene's great. Oh, it was, it was 
atrocious. Oh, I mean, it was horrible. I, oh I, I think it, it the Baskin Robbins gag just falling flat, literally <laughs> and figuratively, over and over again. I liked it. Oh my gosh, it worked for me. Awful. Listen, I don't mind a lot of Scott. That that sequence pales in comparison to Paul Rudd having a conversation with himself and getting memefied per that like Netflix Peyton Reed, or whatever the heck that was. Peyton Reed has really good taste in comedy, and then terrible comedic instincts himself so he keeps pulling in better comedians and then not knowing what to do with them so like he re- like he has greg turkington as the baskin robbins manager doesn't really know what to do with him he brought tim who if you just watch this you would think like oh this is just like some weirdo that you know doesn't really it's because like Peyton Pey- reed goes on tim heidecker and greg turkington have on cinema at the cinema they're like youtube yeah. comedy series and Peyton reed comes onto that show and it's a running joke on that show that they're like the two of them are dueling for cameos <laughs> in these movies and then Peyton Reed doesn't know what to do with them he uses the guy from I think you should leave the uh a steering wheel that doesn't whiff off in your hands that guy yeah he's the uh the coffee shop owner here. he has a couple of funny lines but it's it's very strange to see Peyton Reed just be like pulling his faves and then not particularly know what to do except just be like hey look I've got good taste in comedy <laughs> um yeah he's Credit where it's due, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> on having on having the taste, but not the uh, the foresight. Side okay, we should let's wrap this off. up. We're we're just spinning around. Let, no, we're gonna drag this out just like Quantumania dragged out because that movie could have <laughs> that movie's up a short. By the way, I want to give it some credit for that one. It, I think it comes in under two hours, which is nice. Like yeah. for an MCU, if it's actually under two hours, that is the only favorite. It's 125 minutes. So it's slightly over two. Yep. But Ugh, even so, so for the MCU, I think that's. Uh, let me, let me please see MCU please so just two hours should be the goal you know and then just absolute like like That's I don't right. know the Oscars should create the Oscars should create a new category just for MCU movies under two hours just to give them some incentive let me see which you know? ones have come in under two hours you can't tell me Oscar voters wouldn't rather have those movies be shorter only, I don't buy that for a second I think Love and Thunder is yeah only six movies have come in under uh, two hours and yeah Love and Thunder is the only one recently that's what All right, so please, good. God, we're talking about run times. <laughs> Look, can we end this? <laughs> fine, 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 fine. We'll be back next time with uh, 2002 Part 3. You can find the comics listed in the show notes. Um, all of us will go on to never think about Quantumania again. I'm going to watch it again in about a year, probably. probably watch would it again. you have a good time? Would you, by choice, watch it again? So in a year? You have, yeah. You have no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like, I, uh, I, I've been... Because I don't think I've rewatched any of post Endgame movies except for No Way Home. I've seen that twice, but uh, mm-hmm. lately I've been itching. I've been like, I, I just asked Rose the other day. I was like, I think I'm gonna watch like Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals, all those. Rewatch them. Asked her if she wanted to watch them with me, and she's going to. So, gonna have some. What a and, nice wife. To agree well, to that. With <laughs> she watches some. She doesn't watch the <laughs> movies as much, but she's like hooked on all the superhero TV. She's like the only Arrowverse completionist I know. She's up to date on. That's actually really impressive. Everyone else has dropped off on Earth. <laughs> That's that. both impressive and kind of scary. She, uh, Charlotte, true okay. or false? The Arrowverse <laughs> is still going. Oh, uh, I think Flash's ending is yep. Superman and Lois part of the Arrowverse because it's spun out of it, spun out think... into its own universe. Yep. So it's its own nailed thing. It. Yeah. It's, yeah. You nailed it. But wait, because sp- wait, because Supergirl was in another universe, then it got integrated no, no, into no. Arrowverse, is... and then it's again in another universe. Supergirl. Look, you're mixing up like cinematic universes with you know textual universes. Supergirl is in its own universe, but 
they cross over to the Flash a lot. Superman. No, now it's uh, no, 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 no. By Crisis, after Crisis on Infinite Earths, it was in the same universe. Yeah, I'm. Superman is now its own thing. It doesn't link in anymore. But it is in the same universe. No, not it any- is a sequel to Supergirl. Not anymore. Through what mechanism? <laughs> through which crisis? Just did Superman leave. Just via it being not canon anymore. It's just its own thing. <laughs> it just isn't. I okay. mean, just the same way that like, what is it? Cloak and Dagger and the Runaways are not actually in the MCU. Oh, so it's because of Ike Palmada? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> He's on cool. a rampage still. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Ike. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Dave. You can find myself at comicbookherald.com. You can find social for the show at My Marvelous Year. Music for the show is by Disaster Peace. You can support the show via patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. Um, are we still doing ads? Should we still be yeah, inserting I was... coffee ads? Well, Yeah, yeah we this can... is brought to you by Ant-Man in the West, Quintumania. Yeah, do you want Stop to... Stop it. Let's record Stop that. it. <laughs> You know what media I will do free PR for? Watch Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, please. Ooh, it is yeah. so good. Watch it on Disney+. Plus. Give it a shot, especially if you have kids. Oh, my gosh. The show is good. Moon yeah. Girl and Devil Dinosaur on Disney+. Plus is everything I wish Quantumania would be. And then watch Poker Face. Nothing to do with Ant-Man. It's just good. I am, we're going to start that soon, Charlotte, my wife it's and fun. I. That's, that's on our must-watch yeah. list for oh, sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, we'll see you next year. See you next year. See you next year.